Today we have Shruman as a guest. Uh, Shruman's been on the, sh- on the show before. He's an amateur mycologist, avid hiker, world traveler, a little bit of everything. And here's an interesting fact that I'd like to share with everybody. Since this is an everything outdoors podcast, we want, you know, it's not just about hiking, it's everything outdoors, all inclusive. We're going to talk about skydiving today. Shruman, welcome to the podcast. And let me start by asking you this. What the heck brought you or got you to jump out of a plane? Start by telling us that. Well, I didn't have a lot of friends at the time. And I volunteered uh, for everything I could when uh, I was in the military. But I never got the chance to go to military jump school. And so as as soon as I had the opportunity to do it on my own as a civilian, I went and did it. And, um, you know, if the military wasn't going to give me that opportunity, I was going to make it for myself. And it was, I mean, I, I have a big, I've always been drawn to activities that I'm scared of, but you have to perform in the face of that fear, whether it's stand-up comedy or, um, you know, a lot of military activities and training, the things that scare me, I want to move towards. And especially with, with skydiving, I said to myself, you know, if I can, if I can be jumping out of a plane and terrified and still follow the things I need to do, follow those steps. Um, I don't know. There's just an internal power I think you get from that. So once you made the decision you were going to skydive, you said, okay, that looks like a fun or exciting thing to do. What was, what were your feelings like counting down leading up to it? Like, you know, that night before or on the drive over there was, was, was anything going through your head? Like, wow, this could go terribly wrong, or am I sure I want to do this? Well, I recommend everybody do a tandem their first time. Uh, I know in some places you have to do a tandem your first time. Well, explain to us. Uh, Why don't we start then by explaining to us what a tandem is? A tandem is where you are strapped to someone else's chest, an expert's chest, and they jump out of the plane with you harnessed to their chest, and they pull the chute, and they give you instructions. Um, however, at least in Washington state, you can do a solo jump for your first jump. You just have to go to a chorus, uh, before you so do. So a tandem and is kind of like a ride along. You're, you're just a passenger on a really cool ride and your hands are in that, other, your, your life is in that other person's hands. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, these are people also who've done thousands of jumps, uh, really, really experienced folks jumping from good heights and the bigger or smaller your parachute um, you know, the faster you're going to move and the more maneuverable you're going to be. And so some of these, some of these professionals, you know, they use tiny little parachutes to have them flying through the air. But when you're doing a tandem, you're, you're, you're using the equivalent of a school bus, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's not a Ferrari. It's like training wheels. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot more stable is the thing. Um, so it was, it was a really incredible experience. Did, have you done any solo jumps? Yes, uh, multiple. So there's different licenses you can get, Class A, Class B, Class C, etc. I made it to Class C. Um, so, you know, first time, like I said, everybody should do a tandem for their first time, even though you don't have to, um, just so you can know what it feels like. I was not nervous until we were about to leave, and that's when I was really feeling it. 
Um, but there was also a cool group of younger folks there for their, well, they were older than me at the time. <laughs> uh, actually, they were probably about my age. When I say younger, I mean about my age in, in their uh, mid to late 20s. Um, and uh, they were there for a birthday and they kind of let me be part of their group as far as hanging out. And it was just a ton of fun. I mean, on a tandem, they're not going to push you out there, but, um, you know, they're going to ask, are you ready to jump? And just so do when it. you, you did know. your first solo. It had to be a little bit, you know, the feelings going through your mind, how you were feeling. It, it had to be a little bit different than doing a tandem. Uh, can you want to share with us what might have been going through your mind at that point? Well, when you do your first solo, they're going to pull the cord for you, actually. So as you jump out of the plane from uh, not too high of a height, you have a radio taped to your helmet so that they can talk to you on the radio. Um, and although it's one way, um, also when you, so when you jump out of the plane, they're holding your shoot cord, they've given you instructions and your shoot comes out very quickly. Uh, and then you do a few of those and you start jumping out of the plane and they pull your shoot still, but you have a fake cord in the, around the same area as where the real cord would be. And you try to pull that fake cord out. Um, before your shoot deploys. So it sounds like despite there being an inherent risk, and let's face it, there's an inherent risk in almost any activity we engage in. Um, there's always the possibility of injury or even death. There seems to be a lot of precautions, a lot of attention paid to safety. Um, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. They do a great job. I mean, skydiving safer than, you know, a lot, lot, lot of other activities like texting and driving. People do that all the time, but it's safer to skydive yeah, well, than text and drive. You might be right about that. <laughs> it might be safer to, te- to, to skydive than to text and drive. I'm not sure how people do that. I can't sit at my desk and text and I know there's people that text <laughs> and drive. Um, well, and then- there's features too, like um, there's an altimeter altimeter in the, every every parachute. Um, you have a backup chute, and when you hit, I think 700 or 800 um, uh, feet above the ground, if you haven't already pulled your chute, say you passed out or just something like or some other issue, your backup chute will deploy automatically, and you're not allowed to pack that. Uh, those have a special seal on them; they have to be packed by um, specific experts. So now let's get into certain- the thrill of when you jumped out of that plane by yourself for the first time what was what what was it was there what was the adrenaline like oh i mean it felt like uh i mean it, it didn't feel that different from you know jumping out in a tandem um but i'm sure tandem would have lost its thrill pretty quickly compared to solo jumps um but it was really you know just like uh like riding on the back of a dragon i mean <laughs> You know, it's a very special feeling, especially once your chute deploys and you can kind of just um, coast on the air and, and, and enjoy the view. About the whole practice of landing, how do you safely get yourself to the ground? Well, uh, pretty much your instructors take care of the thinking for you because they're in your ear on that little radio. Um, and they give you instructions about a swoop around and then you have two different controls, one in your right hand, one in your left hand, and you pull those down to your waist and they uh, 
will move you to the right or left more or less aggressively. You pull both of them down at the same time, uh, it slows you down a ton. And honestly, if, you, if you're good at it, it, landing in one of those big shoots almost feels like sitting down in a chair. It really does, or stepping off a curb. Okay. So what advice would you give to somebody that's kind of sitting here listening and saying, you know, boy, that looks like such a cool thing to do, but I just don't have the have it in me. I just don't don't have the nerves. I'm just too scared to jump out of a plane as much as I'd love to try something like this. What would you say to that person? Well, I think that there's a lot to be gained in life by shouldering into the things that scare you. Prove to yourself you can do it. It feels good. And also, like I said, you can do a tandem. You just got to let them jump out of the plane with you strapped to their chest. But they know what they're doing. And if you can logically say, I know that this person's an expert. I know that this activity is overwhelmingly safe compared to so many others. I mean, gosh, four-wheelers. Far more people proportionally die from four-wheeler accidents than die skydiving or are injured even more so. Um, and so, you know, if, 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 if you're interested in seeing that you're capable, maybe, uh, for more than you give yourself credit for, or kind of pushing your limits so that you can really get to know yourself better. Um, I think that's valuable. I think we should seek that out in every way we can. Are there any physical limitations people should be aware of? Um, there's weight limitations. Uh, I think over 220 pounds, it starts to become, uh, an issue, but that's really, that's different. Uh, skydiving places have different equipment, different things they can handle. I know that there are much George H.W. Bush went skydiving every year until he was 90, 92 years old. Um, and there have been folks who are much older and disabled folks who have. I say just give a call to your local place and say, hey, with this disability or with this weight um, or whatever, um, or, you know, hearing impairment or whatever, what, you know, what, what can you do? What can you do to work? That leads me to my, my next question here. How does someone go about finding a place to go skydiving? How, do, how, how would someone in, let's just say, any place in the country, what would be your first step to, to doing this? Where, where would you find somebody who could do this for you? I'd just Google it and look up reviews. Honestly, that's your best bet. And that's what worked out for me. The, the place I went, um, they're seasonal and they had uh, all the instructors camp out every single year. Um, they, they have all these RVs that are all the instructors um, ton of fun, really cool. They, they, um, actually after a few jumps, let me and other, um, skydivers hang out and camp there. It was a blast. The skydiving community strikes me as a tight knit group of people, almost like a fraternal existence amongst them. It kind of reminds me of, um, free climbing people that do rock face climbing. Uh, is that accurate with the, the skydiving community? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it was a party, <laughs> you know, after a day of jumping out of planes and you get all that, uh, all that, all that adrenaline going and then everybody just goes out to their RVs and campers and, you know, enjoys some campfires and some beers. Well, I hope all that campfire and beers, especially the beer part of that takes place long after you've jumped out of a plane. <laughs> I don't think anybody, anybody, none of them seemed like they would be that crazy. I mean, that's, that's the work hard, play hard mindset, I think. Yeah, I guess it's the, you know, letting off some steam after what is stressful, because you know, it has to be stressful, particularly for the instructors and the people overseeing the safety of the participants. Uh, so I get that. I see that. And even fun things are stressful in their own way. Like you're having a good time. It's like riding roller coasters all day. And in fact, 
I, I would say I'm less scared skydiving than on a roller coaster. Skydiving, you're only going 120 miles per hour. Roller coasters, I mean, you're, you're going in one direction. Roller coasters, you're, you're spinning around. It's way scarier. Okay, so if somebody rides a roller coaster who survived riding a roller coaster but still a little scary, you'd say, okay, you, you can go. You might as well go skydiving. It's not any worse. I think it's less scary. I would, I would absolutely say that. Okay, so thank you, Shruman, for coming on the podcast with me. Uh, Shruman, um, your Instagram page is escaping me off the top of my Mushroom head. Mushroom Hunter Chris. Okay, Mushroom Hunter Chris. Go visit it. Check out what he has going on over there. Uh, he's also a stand-up comic, so if you see him out there, check out his comedy. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. And get out there and enjoy the outdoors. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.